Thank you again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I'm your host, Jerome. Um, We're on volume number 169 of the Quarantine Lean Edition. And we're going to have another conversation about race and survival. Bill Gates just purchased a large amount of farming land within, I think it was Idaho or Montana. And I keep having to, I keep coming back to the importance of black building. And one of the things that we must understand is the United Emirates I'm I'm not exactly sure if they're part of Saudi Arabia or they're um, well they're closely connected. They're buying up farmland in the United States. They're buying up farmland in Africa. They're buying up farmland in different areas. So is Jeff Bezos. China is also buying up large portions of farmland all over the world. What does this mean for black people? And why is it so important that we take advantage or we or or that we pay attention? We're not even paying attention to this. You want to know why? Because we're we're distracted. We would rather talk about. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. We would rather talk about Jada uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and how she's emasculating Will Smith. And I and I will say this: I have covered this, but I think that this is what makes the Chicken and Kool Aid podcast so so great. Is that I'm able to expand on different topics. And communicate the importance of the subject and how it's relevant to black people. Um, This is why I come out with different scenarios in regards to race and survival. I think Bill Gates spent about 13, about 13.5 million dollars. To get over. Just a little bit over 2000 acres. Let me just get this here just so I'm on point to my listeners. I want to make sure that um, I'm providing the right information and I'm also going to provide you with the source. Actually, it was North Dakota. 
it was 2,100 acres of farmland for $13 million. $13.5 million. And the source is coming from the agdaily.com. You could go there. I'm quite sure that the Black Farmers Association is having strong discussions about this as well. So. I know a lot of you all are saying, Jerome, why are you constantly speaking about. Agriculture. And if you're a consistent listener to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, you'll understand that I was a big and still am a big supporter excuse me, of Booker T. Washington. And there was a time within the United States that black farmers or black people, black men, our black population was really involved in agriculture. It was re- we were really involved in agriculture. And basically, shit, we damn near didn't have no other choice because um, within the rural south and different areas, this is what we were involved in in regards to slavery. But once that stopped and we entered into the scenario of Jim Crow, we had an opportunity based on farming to be in a very, very powerful position within the United States in regards to being able to produce and feed not only the black community, but the entire United States or a good portion of it. We declined. And for some good reason. Being that the amount of lynchings that were going on, the bullshit that was going on, the racism that was going on, um, we weren't getting the fair economic shake. We weren't getting proper. um, We weren't being paid properly. And as a result of that, a lot of Black Southerners just decided that they were going to move to different areas and in a large migration, the great migration to different areas and to actually, you know, go to more industrialized cities, Detroit, Chicago, New York, and actually get jobs. But what they found and come to realize is that they were going to be working up under someone or next to someone who was white. The owner was white of the company and they were get bogus pay. They weren't going to get their well worth. They weren't going to get their well just due. And. They didn't really have a place to stay. So what did they would what would black Americans have to do? They would have to. 
rent, homes, apartments. Hell, some even slept on the street. We could probably even do it even a more deep dive into the struggle of homeless people within the United States. And I promise you, it would have a direct correlation, a direct correlation to the Great Migration. And when people left the South and left their land, that's when black people start going homeless. As a matter of fact, now that I actually think about it and expand on it, we can even also dissect and I will do this um, later in and different segments, we could also go to different areas and see where the black family started to actually break down once the great migration started to take place. But let me just let me just digress from that. I want to get back to uh, Booker T. Washington. Before STEM. He was actually encouraging black women and black men to industrialize themselves as well as community and completely become self-sufficient, a self-sufficient unit in regards to how we compete, which was then in the economic market. He talked about home ownership. He talked about farming. He talked about skilled trades. A lot of different things. A lot of people thought that he was uh, some sort of coon or Uncle Tom and this and this and this. I mean, you know, have your own opinions, do your own research. But now We come to find out and we look and we see in that all of these people, all of these rich billionaires, Bill Gates is a billionaire. This man has enough money to make it rain. Hell, he could fly $20 bills all over the United States 24-7 for probably 20 years straight and he'll still have billions of dollars. That's how much money this man got. Talking about making it rain. He could do that shit in his sleep. I mean, we could add up all of the black wealth damn near within the United States. And Bill Gates could put that in the right side of his pocket. Oh, yeah. In the right side of not only his pocket, he could put that in his damn um And the smallest pocket on the upper right on the upper right hand side of his pants. Or maybe it could be a speck on his glasses. That's how much money this man has. And with money. And land. Equals power. So. Now that I. Probably got some of you all's attention. We know money equals power, but how does land equals power? 
Let me break something down to you right now. I'm more than confident that there have been let's just say 300 300 black people within the United States that has bought a home home ownership is important within those 300 especially in today's climate within those 300 people that probably equaled about 13 million dollars so think about this and this is the reason why I say that a lot of our leaders they really don't understand it's a lot of bullshit going on. It's a lot of it's a lot of goosenecking going on. It's a lot of it's a lot of just nothing about nothing really. See, we're having conversations about the poor. We're having conversations about food stamps. We're having conversations about gay rights. We're talking about everything, you know. But when it really, really comes down to it, if you can't feed yourself. If you don't have access to food, if you don't have access to water, shit's going to get ugly. 300 people, black people could have band together and bought that damn land. But see, we don't we we don't have conversations like this. And the reason why that we don't have conversations like this is because when we view our idea of prosperity is two people with a master's degree, two BMWs outside, and a high-ass mortgage, and a whole lot of student loan debt. My idea of prosperity is, is just what I just explained. Black people pooling their resources together to create a legacy for generations and generations and generations to come. And I worry sometimes that not even I worry I know that we're in a scenario to where we're going to be occupied if we're not careful. And basically occupied just means that we're going to be up on a scenario to where, you know what? If you don't do this today, you you won't get fed. You won't eat. Or if you're not meeting these requirements, you're not going to have access to fresh water. Or if you do this, then guess what? We'll, you know, we'll turn off your gas. We'll, we'll turn off your electricity. See, we're not thinking about this shit because this is an expectation that we have in the free world. 
And we don't think that they are going to squeeze the right to be able to live in regards to what we already have. We have no idea on how, on what it really, really means to function and live. We just know that we're living. Now back to, back to Mr. Gates. Mr. Gates, Mr. Bill Gates is the most, he owns the most land within the United States. So what does that actually mean? Farmland. If he really wanted to, he could control what's in the food. Hell, he could say, he could say that we could put X, Y, Z in the food. And when I say food, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about tomatoes. I'm talking about cows. I'm talking about lettuce. Everything. Everything, everything that you see in a supermarket. Every single thing. This one man is going to have the ability to mass produce. So think about it for a moment. Just think. Just think about if he says, you know, that the price, we're going to double the price of tomatoes. So if he's the farm, if he's the owner of the largest farm that produces tomatoes, what's stopping him from raising the price? And guess what we're going to do? We're going to complain. We're going to say it's inflation. And we're going to blame the government. And we're going to pay $5 for, for one tomato. And we're going to blame it on who who's ever in charge. But when actuality in our community, we have to blame this on ourselves. Because that example where I had made that I made with the 300 people being able to come up with the thirteen point five million dollars and they have twenty one acres, twenty one hundred acres. Think about what that would do. To a specific community of people and their families. If they were to call everybody in their family and say, hey, look, we got twenty one hundred farm acres. I want to call all my cousins. Their cousins, bring your wives. Bring your children. And say, hey. As of today, we have made the decision that we're going to get in the farming business as of today. You could get in with us or you could go ahead and move on. We have enough money and we have enough food that will sustain us. For the next 100 years, you could build your house right here. Only thing you have to do is to contribute and learn about agriculture. 
We have enough. We have enough land over here to where we can raise our own cows, sheep, goats, pigs. We have enough land over there where we can create our own natural catfish farms. We can build natural ponds for um, bass, crappie, bluegill. We can start to create natural fishing farms, whatever, whatever it may be. These things can really happen. And I promise you. The appearance. The look. The longevity of life. But we ain't even talking about the wealth, baby. We ain't even talking about the wealth. It would be immaculate. It would be immaculate. It would be it would be to the point to where. The entire world would stop. And look and say, look at those people over there. My God. Six hundred people controlling twenty one acre, twenty one hundred acres of land. And they're doing it on their own with their own money. This is an example. This is an example of power. Not the type of power where you're just coming around. You know what? Get your ass over there. Boom. It's not a violent power. It is an example of survival, thriving. Minister Farrakhan, I don't agree with everything that he says. But one thing that I do agree with is this I do agree with results. And the Nation of Islam, one of their main things that they do is that they're really, really invested in agriculture. And if you really pay attention, if you really look at these people. Just look at them. You can see that they're healthier. You can see that they're stronger. And you can see that they're more knowledgeable. Their mind is clear. Their mind is clear. You want to know why? Because with food, food feeds the brain. See, I didn't understand that. But I watched some lectures not only with Minister Farrakhan. See, I cross-examinate all information. I go from different sources everywhere. 
And I'm like, I'll be damned. I had to, I had to remove, I had to remove my particular religious belief. And I said, I, and I had to say, hey, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to listen to this man. That's the reason why my pork consumption has went down. I know I had mentioned pigs earlier, but black people eat pork. Let's be honest. We are headed into a scenario to where that we don't understand what's going on. You want to know why? Because we're so busy worried about a rich black person getting an actual damn Grammy award. Or whether they got an Oscar or a Tony. This is one of the main things that impressed me about Young Thug. Young Thug actually bought, I think, a hundred and some acres. I saluted him for that. This is one of the main reasons why I bought my, my plot of land. But now I'm motivated to do more, though. I want to do more and I want to learn more about what it exactly takes to feed somebody. The production of food. Even if it's just fish. What does it take? Because guess what? If you have your own land, if you produce your own food, then guess what? You could take your food to the market yourself. You don't have to depend on a damn grocery store because I can promise you this. If you produce it and it's good, they will come. If you build it, they will come. Can you imagine right now if there was an actual place in southern Illinois? I live in Rockford, Illinois. If there was a place in southern Illinois, and it is. That consistently produced food. Consistently. Produced it. Consistently produced food. And took it to the market. Amen. You know, you want to know something, man? That would be that was black and bought it to and bought it to the hood, stopped in every single hood and said, hey, you know what? Look, we accept EBT. We accept um, WIC, everything. I wonder how would it go? If they were consistently producing cabbage, greens, okra, tomatoes, how would it go? What what would happen? Would our people shop? Versus going to. Those bogus ass stores that don't have nothing that are constantly frying the food, the chicken, the Philly cheese steaks, all of this type shit. 
I wonder what would happen. Right now, there is somebody. And I think he's probably from the nation of Islam, him and about 14 other people. I think they bought about 20 acres. And they're homesteading as we speak. And they're probably growing so much of food. To where, you know. Now, on the flip side, don't think this is going to be easy. Because you know what? You're going to have to buy the equipment. Some people are saying you can't use a C's more than once. Dumb shit. You see what I'm saying? You're going to have to worry. You're going to have to know. Farming is not easy. Because you don't want um, different animals and different things like that eating up a, a, a whole lot portion of your crop. But one thing for sure and two things for sure, you're never going hungry. You never have to worry about your your children. Now, there is going to be an, a different thing about, you know, how do they get the electricity, um, the Internet. Access to running water and different things such as that, how, you know, like, how is that going to happen? But see, if this was based upon one person, then that could be an issue. But if you have two people, three people, four people, five people, or think about the example that I made, 300 people. So if they say, hey, look, you know what? It's going to take 60000 to do this. Then that means that each person would have to come up with $2,000. And mind you, these people, the example that I made, these people are doing numbers, meaning that they're, you know, they're gross. The gross amount of money that they're making a year is probably, you know, between two people. Let's just say. so then we would multiply that we would split it by half and then multiply that by 150 and now we're looking at probably about on an annual gross of probably about 1.4 million 1.5 million It would be a rough five years. I I would say the transition, I would say the transition would, would would be pretty rough. I think it would take about five years for them because you know, you know they're gonna have to build their own homes, right? But let's just say, for instance, if they actually with the agreement that they made with the land, boom, that include building the homes too. So that would take about a good six months. 
and just go from plot to 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 plot. It would have to be a really, really what I'm speaking about. What I'm speaking about is real freedom. For our people. For the people who want it. Everybody won't want this type of won't want this type of life. But they will want the result. I promise you that example that I just made. That's an example of a small black town. And people don't understand the importance and the power and the economic power that would that would go into that. It would be it would be it would be something that would be unmatched. It would be something that would be unstoppable. Look at the opportunities that will come from that. Now, think about this. Think about how easy that is for Bill Gates to facilitate. (laughs) Nine times out of 10, he's going to have people, what, working for him. He wouldn't have any problem in regards to buying the equipment. He could lease it. Who's going to tell Bill Gates no? Literally, who in the United States would tell this man no? Not a lot of people. So what would take probably 300 people to do? And we would struggle. I'm talking about a five year struggle. It's just like that for him. Even if you all don't enjoy this, this type of content, digest it. Digest it. Look around at you and your family. Look around at your children. Look around at your grandchildren, your cousins. And say, hey, is this something that I think that we should do? Think about it. Buying land is a security base for your family. Damn, what they doing? But hey, I'd like to thank you all again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. My name is Jerome. It was definitely a pleasure tuning in today. Do some research on on agriculture. Do some research on the amount of property that Bill Gates is buying. Research it and see exactly what his ideals are. I'm more than confident you're definitely going to be thinking about the future and what goes into feeding your family in a scenario of survival and producing wealth for generations to come. 
Thanks again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. My name is Jerome. Um, Have a great day.